No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see that Moses prepares Israel for his death and Joshua's commission. God predicts Israel's future rebellion and tells Moses to write a song as a witness against them. We hope you'll join us now as Pastor Daryl continues in Deuteronomy chapter 31 on Simply the Bible. It seems that in any journey, no matter how much planning you do, there are always last-minute preparations. The children of Israel would soon cross over the Jordan River into the Promised Land, but Moses needed to cover a few more things. We pick it up in Deuteronomy 31. Then Moses went and spoke these words to all Israel. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I can no longer go out and come in. Also, the Lord has said to me, you shall not cross over this Jordan. The Lord your God himself crosses over before you. He will destroy these nations from before you, and you shall dispossess them. Joshua himself crosses over before you, just as the Lord has said. And the Lord will do to them as he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites, and their land, when he destroyed them. The Lord will give them over to you that you may do to them according to every commandment which I have commanded you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. Moses was celebrating his 120th birthday. For the past 40 years, he had led the children of Israel, but now he could no longer go out and come in. Why? Because God had told him that he could not go into the promised land. It wasn't because he didn't have the strength. According to Deuteronomy 34, 7, his eyes were not dim, nor had his natural vigor diminished. But it would be the Lord who would cross over the Jordan River, as would Joshua. People come and go, even mighty men and women of God, appear for a while and then pass on. But the work of the Lord continues from one generation to the next. None of us are essential. I repeat, none of us are essential to God's program. We are privileged that He uses us for a season, but the time will come when we can no longer go out and come in. And that's when it's time for us to retire to make room for God's new leadership. 38 years earlier, Moses had seen the older generation lose courage and lose faith. He didn't want them to repeat that same mistake. So he strengthened and encouraged the new generation under Joshua's leadership. They would face formidable enemies and challenges, but they didn't need to be afraid because the Lord would be with them and he would not leave them nor forsake them. These are just great promises for all of us to remember whenever we face challenges. Verse 7, Then Moses called Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, Be strong and of good courage, for you must go with this people to the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall cause them to inherit it. And the Lord, he is the one who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. 
Do not fear nor be dismayed. Next, Moses encouraged Joshua in the sight of all Israel. What big shoes Joshua had to fill. What a powerful leader Moses had been. The source of Joshua's strength and courage would be knowing that God was with him and that he would not leave him or forsake him. Pastor John Corson says, Fear is to the devil what faith is to the Lord. That is, Satan responds to, takes advantage of, and delights in fear the same way our Lord responds to, works through, and delights in faith. Well said. The cure for fear is to have faith in God that casts out all fear. Such faith comes from knowing that God is with us and that His Holy Spirit in us is greater than any challenge or enemy we face. As the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now it is interesting that Moses couldn't bring them into the promised land. Only Joshua could do that. Moses represents the law. Joshua represents Jesus. In fact, the name Jesus is the Greek translation of the Hebrew name Joshua, which means Yahweh saves. The law leads us up to the promised land, but not into it. It takes the grace and truth of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring us into the promised land of the kingdom of God. Verse 9, So Moses wrote this law and delivered it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord, and to all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, at the appointed time in the year of release, at the Feast of Tabernacles, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God in the place which he chooses, you shall read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women and little ones, and the stranger who is within your gates, that they may hear and that they may learn to fear the Lord your God and carefully observe all the words of this law, and that their children who have not known it may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land which you cross the Jordan to possess. Now, there are liberal Bible scholars that have questioned if Moses wrote the law of God, but why don't they just simply read it, what it says here, and believe? Moses said that he wrote this law and delivered it to the priests. At the end of every seven years, in the year when Hebrew slaves would be released during the fall feast of tabernacles, they would read this law to the people. But what did Moses mean by this law? That is debatable, but he probably meant the entire book of Deuteronomy, or at least the first 30 chapters. By the way, this gives us a great precedent for going through the Bible in seven years as we propose to do here on Simply the Bible. Now, if they would do this, then their children and future generations would hear and fear the Lord so that they would not sin against him. Proverbs 9.10 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. In other words, we don't even start to get smart until we start to fear the Lord. And the fear of the Lord comes from hearing his word. Therefore, 
I believe one of the best practices we can do in our homes is to regularly read the word of God together. Verse 14, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, the days approach when you must die. Call Joshua and present yourselves in the tabernacle of meeting that I may inaugurate him. So Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tabernacle of meeting. Now the Lord appeared at the tabernacle in a pillar of cloud, and the pillar of cloud stood above the door of the tabernacle. Because the Lord appeared at the tabernacle to inaugurate Joshua, Moses was comforted that God had appointed a new leader to succeed him. Joshua was encouraged that God had chosen him. And the people were instructed that as they had followed Moses, so they would now follow Joshua. Transitions of leadership are necessary. And when God is in them, then all the bases are covered. Verse 16, And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, you will rest with your fathers, and this people will rise and play the harlot with the gods of the foreigners of the land, where they go to be among them. And they will forsake me and break my covenant, which I have made with them. Then my anger shall be aroused against them in that day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured. And many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Have not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? And I will surely hide my face in that day because of all the evil which they have done, in that they have turned to other gods. Now, this was proof of God's omniscience. That is, that he knows the beginning from the end. And because of that, We can't surprise God, but this must have been disheartening to Moses, knowing that after 40 years of putting up with these people, interceding for them, teaching them the laws of God, that they were just going to let it go in one ear and out the other and turn away from the Lord to false gods. Nevertheless, God would still lead them into the promised land, knowing all this about them. That proves to me God's unconditional faithfulness. It's like what Paul wrote to Timothy. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Therefore, knowing full well that they would turn their back on him, God would still bring them into the promised land for the sake of the patriarchs. Verse 19. Now, therefore, write down this song for yourselves and teach it to the children of Israel Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel when I have brought them to the land flowing with milk and honey, of which I swore to their fathers. And they have eaten and filled themselves and grown fat. Then they will turn to other gods and serve them, and they will provoke me and break my covenant. Then it shall be when many evils and troubles have come upon them that this song will testify against them as a witness, for it will not be forgotten in the mouths of their descendants. For I know the inclination of their behavior today, even before I have brought them to the land of which I swore to them. Therefore, Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the children of Israel. And so God would have Moses write a song. Now, it's interesting that Moses had spent 30 chapters teaching them the law of God, but 
The Lord said, listen, Moses, it's going to be a song that they remember. And so I want you to write this song. And it's interesting how songs work that way. There are songs that I remember hearing when I was in high school. And when I hear them today, it just brings me right back. And I can remember the words and everything. And so God said, they're going to remember the words to this song more than what you've told them, Moses. But it's going to testify against them of their unfaithfulness. It's going to testify that I have been faithful and yet they have turned away from me to other gods and done exactly what I told them not to do. And so Moses wrote this same song, and we'll see tomorrow, it's a long song, uh, but Moses wrote it the very same day and taught it to the children of Israel, which just tells me how diligent Moses was even at the very end at 120 years old He's still just doing what God told him to do the same day that he told him to do it. And and honestly, that's how you are successful in any field. Just find out what God's calling you to do and do it as soon as you can. May God help us to have faith in his word, to know that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, and not to be discouraged, but to be encouraged to move into the promised land of God's blessings to us. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see that Moses delivers the law to the priests. He then gives the children of Israel a song as a witness against them when they turn away from God. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Deuteronomy on Simply the Bible.